Hello, I'm Conrad Swift, and welcome to the Cardano Convo podcast, a podcast that gives a glimpse into the Cardano ecosystem. The Cardano Convo provides an easy-to-digest explanation of the projects that are being built, thoughts, and what's going on within the Cardano community. Today, I'll be speaking with Justin and Logan, the co-founders of Clear Contracts. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. Hello, Logan and Justin. It's nice to have you on the show today, and thank you for taking the time to talk with us and answer a few questions about the work you've been doing with Clear Contracts. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, happy to be here. So there are a couple of questions that I always ask. To begin, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what drew you into crypto in general? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll go first, Justin. Um, So a little bit about me. I'm a recent graduate at Stanford. Um, I was actually a soccer player at Stanford. And I played all four years there. And then after I graduated, I got drafted by DC United, went to preseason with them. And then I ended up signing with their second team. I played for professionally for a handful of months. And then clear, I was also working on clear contracts at the same time. And it just got so exciting that I ended up quitting being a professional soccer player to you know, work on clear contracts full time because that's where my true passions lie. And to answer the crypto part, it was at the beginning of college, sophomore year, I think, I started to hear, you know, these buzzwords that you always hear, um, Bitcoin, Ethereum, blockchain, and smart contracts. And I was fascinated by smart contracts. Um, and I was so fascinated by it that I did a research project on how, this, how smart contracts can be implemented into the sports industry. And then from there, I just kept digging into different, you know, use cases for blockchain technology and how it can potentially change the world. And that's when I really got into it. It was just during college, started to hear buzzwords and, and dove into it and, and tried to see how it could affect the real world. And it's kind of how I found uh, where I am today. How about you, Justin? Yeah, I uh, studied computer science at the University of Kansas. I also just graduated um, last May. Um, I grew up with Logan, so we've been, we've been buddies since elementary school. Um, my, my kind of first introduction to crypto was back in 2017, uh, just kind of as a casual investor, just, um, you know, bought some Bitcoin, bought some, bought some Dogecoin back then. Uh, and then I kind of, you know, took a lot more seriously this time when it came around. So I was home for the holidays, um, last year and, you know, I met up with Logan and he kind of talked to me about what he was doing with clear contracts. Um, and that's when kind of the idea of smart contracts was first introduced to me. So he was, uh, interested in using it for some sports and, and kind of the first time that he brought it up, I was like, Oh, you don't, you don't need to use blockchain for that. Like there's, there's solutions that, you know, why are you using blockchain, but kind of the more, I looked into it and the more Logan kind of explained what smart contracts are, um, that kind of started a deep dive for me and in, in learning about, you know, how smart contracts can be applied to the real world and, and how many industries are about to be disrupted by smart contracts. So I think that kind of once we realized that, that's when the floodgates open and, and me and Logan really decided to commit to this. It's always one of the most interesting things is to hear because everybody's journey, there's some parts that are kind of similar but there's a unique twist that always brings them in. So it's always great to hear about those. Could you give us a quick rundown of what Clear Contracts is or what your company does? Okay, I'll go. I'll, you just build off what I say. There's, yeah. there's 
say here. So at Clear Contracts, what, what we do is we try to make smart contract technology as accessible and usable as possible for businesses. So essentially what we do is we, we turn this complicated Haskell code into a simple online form to provide a no-code solution for businesses to um, implement smart contracts into their existing workflows um, and solve pain points that they're having. I can, I can kind of just dive a little deeper into, you know, what exactly is a smart contract and, you know, maybe how, how a business would, would benefit from using that. So uh, kind of an example that me and Logan like to use a lot is the MLS. The just MLS is a big... Clarify, the MLS is Major League Soccer. So it's the top yeah. division of soccer in the United States. Yeah, yeah. So uh, these guys have 770 player contracts. So they have a ton of contracts that are pretty much the same structure. So, you know, there's this data that's being uh, fed into the contract that's being used to make decisions. So uh, if a player starts more than 10 games, they should get paid a certain amount. If they score more than 20 goals, they should get paid a certain amount. Um, and right now what we're seeing is in a lot of companies and industries, this is all being tracked manually. Uh, but this is kind of exactly the problem that smart contracts are built for. So instead of tracking that manually, you can use a smart contract, enter into the agreement, and you just say, okay, this player is going to get paid $1,000 for every goal they score. So once that smart contract's hooked up to a trusted database, that's able to just feed directly into the smart contract. And as soon as the player scores the goal, they'll get paid out the amount that they're due. And, and, it, and this type of use case really does solve a problem. I mean, just from firsthand experience, when, when I was in playing professionally, I didn't get a few payments. I had to call my agent and like where it was. It wasn't a big deal. Ended up getting the payments, but, you know, it took a little bit. It took a, you know, maybe it arrived a week or two after I was supposed to get it. And then I actually signed my termination agreement. So I totally quit soccer. Um, and then like a month and a half later, I got an email saying, hey, can you pay us back about, you know, a few thousand dollars? Cause we kept paying you even though after you quit. And I was like, wow. Like at first I was like, dang, I have to pay, pay back this money. But then I was like, this is, this is, there's a little irony to this situation because this technology that we're building could solve these problems I'm experiencing firsthand. You know, if you had an automated player contract that took in, you know, data from a, an API, which is there's so many sports, APIs available. You see them all the time in sports betting. And instead of having, you know, people in the front office manually track different spreadsheets to try to pay out bonuses at the end of the season, these smart contracts can automatically record this data and know what payments are associated with this data. Um, and it would really optimize the process. Of course. And something that is interesting is you were talking about APIs. And for example, we've heard of oracles, or for those who don't know what an oracle is, it's a process by which or a project that pulls information off the blockchain and feeds it to whether it be smart contracts or different projects that are able to use this data from off chain on chain. So what you guys were talking about is when let's say you have a contract where you get paid, let's say nine million US dollar or USD coin or whatever you want to call it um, every year, but then for every goal you make, you get an extra 10,000. Well, then you can have this Oracle that pulls this data and then feeds it into the smart contract so that there isn't, it's a decentralized method of getting this data as opposed to having people that have to go through papers, go through these systems, add in this and hope that you're not running into as much human error. I mean, the Oracles aren't perfect, 
but it is arguably or can arguably be a better way of getting this than having a single person or a group of people trying to put something together like old accounting style. And one thing that made me think of is if you think about it, no one wants to dig through spreadsheets. No one wants to, you know, do that dirty work. And with smart contracts, you don't have to, you can focus on the more fun parts of your job. So instead of having to crunch a spreadsheet for, you know, five hours one day, maybe you're working on some marketing stuff or, you know, creating content for the league you're part of. And, and, you know, there's, there's just, not only does it solve inefficiencies, but it can also make, you know, people who have to, to deal with these inefficient inefficiencies, able to focus on more important things. Oh, most certainly. And I know you've been talking a little bit about use cases for this, and I pulled a couple as well, but what are some of the use cases that you guys envision for clear contracts? Yeah, absolutely. We have so many actually. So this will be fun to talk about. Um, the one, Justin, let's just kind of bounce back and forth of, of contracts that we've thought about. Um, and I'll yeah. start, I'll start with the one that we're going to market with uh, once this, this Plutus application backend goes live. It's a simple escrow smart contract that uses human input to confirm transactions. So what this means is two parties enter a peer-to-peer contract and one party submits the, you know, the, the collateral, the payment into the smart contract. And then, you know, within the smart contract, there's a description saying, Hey, um, I'll pay you $20 to mow my lawn. And then after that happens, both parties can go onto our platform, click, yes, this happened. Both, if they both click yes, the money gets transferred to the right person. If they both click no, money gets refunded. And if they disagree, we have a decentralized arbitration process, which is pretty cool innovation too that that's coming out. And I think it'll be an important part of this kind of DeFi revolution. But to talk more about use cases that could use this escrow smart contract, there's, there's a lot of them. It could be, you know, maybe it's a developer that is signing a consulting agreement with a company to, you know, make their landing page, or it could be replacing a real estate escrow contract. So instead of having to pay a real estate agent or real estate escrow agent, $900 to make sure a window is fixed in your house, you can come to an agreement peer to peer buyer to seller and pay essentially no fees, whatever the network charges. Um, other use cases for it, Justin, maybe I'm forgetting some, you could. The, yeah, basically the, the escrow agreement that we're making, we're starting with it because it's the most versatile. So basically any agreement can be expressed as a escrow agreement. Um, so this allows us to get these agreements on the blockchain, allows these people to have a trusted third party that's kind of mediating and arbitrating this agreement. And it's really just a safe place to do deals. Um, and then kind of moving on from that, we'll kind of start to get more into the actual benefits of smart contracts. So uh, right now, you know, this escrow process is very manual. So there's people going in and they're saying, yes, I approve this or, or no, I don't approve this. Um, So another type of contract that we could do that is is super versatile would be taking in um, external data and then, you know, making a conditional transaction based on the result of that data. Um, So that could be applied to a ton of different industries and and use cases as well. So going back to the soccer example, um, if you're pulling in, you know, assist data and you say, if the data that you grab here is more than five assists, uh, pay this person this much money. Um, You could do this with things like, you know, warehouses, scanning in new, new materials. As soon as they scan that in, 
they could register that in their database and, you know, they could mark that that item is, is here now. So now that the, the inventory has gone up, we need to pay this person. Um, so that one is really exciting. And that's where we are actually start to get into the real um, benefits of the automation side of smart contracts. A quick question I had, and it's something you were talking about a bit. For those who don't know, can you tell us a little bit what escrow is? Because for some of us, we don't like that term doesn't like hit any lights or ring any bells for us. Yeah. And on top of that, when you're talking about um, mediation, I know for a lot like in the real world, mediation can be an expensive process. So how difficult or how expensive, like theoretically on it can be either if you have like kind of dollar amounts that would work, but if not just an idea. Yeah. So, so the exciting thing about escrow contracts that we use is we try not to let it get to mediation. So basically an escrow agreement has three main actors. So, you know, there's the two that are involved in the, in the contract itself. So say the offer and the receiver, and then there's kind of this neutral third party that sits in the middle. So that's the arbitrator. So what we do is we first try to get the, the offer and the receiver to come to a conclusion on their own peer to peer. So that's our ideal scenario. Should the, should the transaction go through or not? Um, if they can both agree on that, uh, we don't ever get the arbitrator involved and it's super cost effective. So I think Logan might have touched on this, but the, the average escrow fee in the United States for an escrow agent is anywhere from $900 to $3,000, depending on the home price. Um, if you let people work that out peer to peer, we can do that on our network for as cheap as $39. It's much better. It's a lot more efficient. <laughs> I, I like that price. That's something I'd, I'd be okay with. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think um, to explain what escrow is, it's really just submitting money up to the smart contract before the, the thing that is supposed to happen within the contract gets finished. So you're su submitting money to the contract and waiting for the conditional to happen. And in our first iteration of our MVP, what we're going to market with, you decide what happens based off votes from both parties. Okay. No, that, that makes a lot more sense because I, I know I've looked into escrow a bit, but I, I mean, if you asked me about two months ago, what is escrow? I'd be like, did you say something about a crow? Like, so no, it's, I'm glad you guys were able to help explain that in a better way than I could. Um, if I'm running a business and I need a smart contract, Will your company be able to put together a unique solution to fit the needs? And then secondly, kind of on top of that, is it similar to filling out a form online where you guys have a back end that actually is running on the Haskell or Plutus and then it just kind of works with you give these data values. Like, for example, you have a spreadsheet that goes put name and then quotes insert full first and last name add this data add this data and then it puts it into the smart contract in like a easier way or? Yeah, yeah. So to start at the beginning of the question, absolutely. W what we're trying to do is build a, a modular contract system so that we have a really base contract for every common use case. And then businesses come to us and tell us their unique problems. And we work with them to, to build a custom smart contract that can solve those problems. So yeah, so we have this complicated backend where it triggers on-chain actions and executes the smart contract. But what you're going to see on the front end is just a simple online form. For example, this escrow contract, you click a dropdown, you choose an escrow contract, 
you put in the other party, you say how much it's worth, you type in a description, and then you're able to offer the contract. And then once you click create, it offers a smart contract just by filling out a simple online form. So we're really lowering the barrier to entry for people to interact and, and create and execute smart contracts. And we're really excited about it because, you know, we don't think coding, especially in this niche programming language, should be a barrier to entry for people to adopt this technology that has so much utility within so many different industries. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of piggybacking off that real quick. You know, if a business right now does decide to adopt smart contract technology, there's not really an easy way to. So, um, you know, when when a business sees all this benefit that smart contract technology can bring and they say, let's jump on board and let's start adopting this, you know, for them to actually start using smart contracts in their business right now, they'd either have to learn Haskell and learn Plutus themselves or hire some expensive developers. So what we're trying to do is create these super, you know, variable uh, contracts that are that are able to you know morph into into different agreements based on what the the business is using it for specifically. Um, so at that level, we can customize it just based on when you fill out the form, you're you're customizing that specific contract to that specific agreement with that specific person. Um, if you want to get even further and and hook up your own custom uh, data sources and all that, and have you know completely custom uh, flows that the smart contract will, will go through. So maybe, you know, you want checkpoints along the way that you want added. Um, we can add all that on our end uh, for you customly. And yeah, it, otherwise out of the box, there's still, there's still a ton of power that, that our smart contracts have. Yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to build these, these simple solutions that when we talk to clients, we understand their pain points and we can kind of come add to our existing solutions to build the perfect kind of answer to these pain points that our prospective clients are having. So just to get into kind of the, the use cases part a little bit, just circle back to that, you know, we obviously talked about the escrow a lot. Um, we're building out a, a, what would you call it? Kind of a, a split royalties contract. So if money hits one address, we would make a smart contract that automatically redistributes those funds to, you know, maybe it's 50% to this address, 25 to this address, and 5% um, to another address. Um, and this, you could see this used a lot in, you know, NFTs to make sure that artists are getting paid what they deserve for their artwork or, and the person who helped them mint it and put it out there and their marketer gets also the reward they need. Um, we're also talking about creating a sales contract or a sales commission smart contract that uses companies internal data to automatically track sales commission because this is similar to the soccer situation. It's really tough to track all these numbers when you have 100 people in your company making all these sales. Um, and that would be a very good use case for smart contracts. We're also looking at subscription smart contracts so that you can automate, you know, the subscription payments and use crypto to pay for subscriptions. You know, we pay subscriptions all the time, Spotify, Apple Music, you know, every single software I use, there's pretty much a subscription. So we see that as a good use case as well. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad you kind of touched on it. The idea of royalties, because something I've talked about before, whether it be on like an a new segment or with other people within the crypto space is let's say I want to make a comic book series or something of that nature. And I'm putting a selling point as if you invest 
now, as in you pay upfront, you'll get an NFT or a token or something that can be referenced to go, here is a dividend token or something of that nature. And then let's say the comic book starts doing well. And I say, okay, similar to KuCoin, if you have this or you invested in this, you will get 50% of profits split amongst everyone who invested. So then mm-hmm. what you can do is when a sale goes through, as you're saying, it goes into, let's say, my wallet. Then it can automatically go into a smart contract and go, hey, this is going to be split evenly amidst these people based upon how much they're investing. So it can kind of automate that process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So redistributing those funds to, to whoever um, is owed them is, is definitely something that, that we're interested in doing. And, you know, like Logan's saying, we can kind of stack these smart contracts on top of each other. So say, you know, we had an escrow deal and when it hits the bank or when it hits the account of um, the receiver, then we could we could split up um, how, how that money gets redistributed. Um, so I think that, yeah, that's that's a ton of powerful um, technology right there. And, and just the, the ability to redistribute funds automatically is is super powerful in itself. Uh, something that we think would be really cool with that is if we had kind of like a point of sale um, technology where, you know, a lot of governments, especially here are are hesitant to um, adopt uh, blockchain technology just because it's hard for them to track taxes and everything. So we think it'd be really cool if we had kind of a redistribution smart contract where we could, you know, send money maybe even directly to the government um, at the point of sale, just to say, here's your whatever 7% that you're owed. So, you know, right away you're getting cut in on it and, you know, there's no hiding anything. Oh, yeah. There seems to be a lot of use cases for this. But a question that I kind of am coming to, you're talking about there are like a baseline like contracts and whatnot. But how does clear contracts or how does your project differ from Cardano's Marlowe or Marlowe Run? Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of similarities between us and Marlowe and I'm, I, I love Marlowe. I think it's such an awesome platform. First off, I want to put that out there. Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, we both have the same mission. And our mission is to make smart contract technology as easily adoptable as possible for businesses. I would say the biggest difference between us is that we really make it our goal to work hand in hand with our clients to, you know, we might have these out of the box contracts that are pretty simple and you could implement them into your business, but you need a few tweaks to actually optimize your business. That's what we think, or I think one of the main difference between us and Marlo is, you know, we're a small company. And, you know, if, if, if you're a prospective client, we're going to work with you to help you build the perfect solution to solve your pain points. I, I see what you're talking about, because when you've got Marlo, if like it's not a one size fits all, you might need something more unique tailored to you to really get the full value out of something like, cause I know we've all worked for example at a job and I'm sure once you're kind of managing a company, you run into like legacy systems and you're just like, Oh, this is just clunky. Like, <laughs> is there not a better way to like do this? Cause I've worked many jobs where you've got like three or four different systems and you're like, we could kind of just automate this part. And because I've worked for example, data entry before and you're just like, why am I like this is for people doing the same job when we could try to automate this or do something to make it better? So and I'm sure, again, kind of going on that we've all taken software that this is free to use. And it's like, oh, and you're like, 
well, the premium version is actually going to be helpful. It's going to be more tailored mm-hmm. to what you need. So I, I kind of get what you're talking about there. Yeah, I think that being able to, to tailor um, these smart contracts to these businesses is, is super helpful just because it does help them to actually optimize their specific use case. Um, you know, people aren't just going to be using smart contracts just to use a smart contract. Uh, we want to bring tangible benefits for, you know, switching over from the legacy systems to smart contracts. So mainly that comes in saving time and money. So that's our goal is to figure out, you know, what smart contract we can tailor to you to save you time and money. Oh, of course. I mean, what better way to sell a solution to a business than to say, we can make it quicker, we can make it easier, and it'll save you money. Like, I mean, you've already, (laughs) you've sold it. Like that's, that's sales in a nutshell, for sure. I did want to ask though, when do you guys think the audit will be done? Or when do you think you'll have this up and running going live? Yeah. Yeah, so essentially, we have our smart contracts ready. We're working on the process of the audit, um, and we have our web application ready. What you would log on to as a client to, you know, interact with these contracts and create them. Really, what we're missing is the Plutus application backend update. And at the summit, we chatted with some IOHK developers, and they gave a rough estimate of about a month's time uh, until this this endpoint that we need is revealed. And once we get that, we'll be, we'll be ready to go and have, you know, businesses who want to be adopting smart contracts within their workflows, using our platform to, to automate their processes. And we're very excited. So in terms of a timeline, we'll say roughly like mid-November is when we're shooting for. Nice. Do you have any companies that are currently lined up that are looking at what you're doing and going, yes, we kind of want to implement this. We understand there's a timeline by which we can implement it, but we would like, we're looking towards doing this with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of the most excited, uh, most exciting prospective clients that we have right now is a consulting group. So uh, like we've mentioned, we're starting just with this simple escrow agreement. Um, just because we see that as having the most versatility. Um, We're actually working with a smart contract consulting group to do their contract, their smart contract consulting on smart contracts. So when they get hired out by a company to write smart contracts, they'll actually enter in an escrow agreement with that company. um, And that's how they're getting paid to do their work. Yeah. We're having other cool conversations. There's, um, a company that what they do is they have a bunch of clients that they source materials and uh, go to their houses and lay tile. And they're using our escrow agreements to with their customers or they're wanting to use our escrow agreements with their customers. Uh, we're talking to someone in the real estate industry that wants to lower the price of their escrow fees like we chatted about a lot during this pod. Um, yeah, there's a lot of exciting use cases uh, and people that, that are excited about this technology. And, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely an exciting time to, to be developing this. Well, I imagine it's things kind of boomed when Gogan came around, like, for example, the Cardano combo didn't even exist at that point because <laughs> it was no, like there were projects, but it was very speculative because everyone's like, Similar to the Win Shelley era, they're like Win Smart Contracts. That just became like the new thing. So now that it's here, it's like things are going to get a little wild soon. Like this is, mm-hmm. there's so much going to be going on. And services like what you're building is, it's going to be necessary because in the same way, like 
we're we're all relatively young, but when if you wanted to make a website back in the day, you had to know how to program. Like you had to know HTML. You had to learn all these things like HTML one, HTML two, like all these different, and they just kind of changed before getting to HTML5 with like a live standard. And yeah. now, like, if you want to make a website, you go to WordPress, you go to all these programs because you don't, like, you don't open up Notepad and make an HTML file. Like, no one does that. <laughs> and yeah. looking at it now, it's like, these are going to be necessary services because in the same way, if you, I may want to make a website, but I'm not learning HTML. Like, that's too big of a barrier. So we're going to need projects like yours and businesses like yours that are going to lower this barrier to entry and make it easier for businesses to get in here. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We're of the same mindset. You know, one thing that we like to say, people use the internet. Everyone uses the internet, but no one understands how the internet works. We think that everyone will use blockchain technology and they don't have to know how it works. And I think that's something we're pretty excited about. And one other thing that popped in my head was this, this metaphor that we like to use is oftentimes when we, we talk to business owners, they're like, oh, I don't know about using crypto. Um, uh, it, it, it's, it's a volatile asset. We talk about stable coins. And then we tell them, you know, in the year 2000, it was a little sketchy to put your, your credit card number in online to buy something. But now it's common practice. So pretty soon, you know, we believe that people will realize that the real utility of blockchain technology can make the world a better place and it will be widely adopted. Oh, no, exactly. And as you were saying, I've talked to so many people as well about this. I say, here, you should talk. I talked about Bitcoin back in the day, like a couple of years back, because that was the one everyone had heard about, like, especially after 2017. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I don't get Bitcoin. I'm like, how much do you actually know about the monetary system? Like, for you to use something doesn't mean you have to know everything about it. Like I've built a computer, but is that a requirement to use a computer? No, like you don't have to be able to build a computer to use it. People build the computer and you use it. Like it's so no, I, again, what you're doing, that's also why Cardano looked at building Marlowe. They're like, these are necessities. And if you guys can build the business aspect of that and bring more people into the ecosystem, that's that's just a win win. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's a ton of, you know, we, we always talk about how there's, there's a ton of work that's being done, you know, by companies like IOHK that are being done to, you know, improve smart contracts and improve blockchains in general. And there's, you know, all this research that's being done to do that, but it's really only being paid back to the blockchain community right now. So, you know, it's coming in and better DEXs and things like that. So, you know, we're trying to say, okay, we have this awesome technology that, that can revolutionize, you know, actual businesses. You know, if you ask somebody who, who knows about smart contracts, when, when you ask for an example of a smart contract, they don't, they don't uh, explain how a DEX works. They give you a real life example of, you know, maybe a farmer uh, has insurance where they get paid if it doesn't rain for a certain number of days. So, you know, everybody wants this, this real world aspect to it of how does this actually improve businesses? How does this fit into the real world? And that's kind of the piece that we're trying to be is, is to take this technology that's being developed and kind of open it up to regular people. Oh, no, that's that's what I've been seeing from all this. And again, that's just it's absolutely necessary. I understand, especially in the beginning, just even with crypto in general, not just Cardano, but crypto in general. In the beginning, it was a 
a couple of nerds that knew how to like put together a mining machine and then they kind of and it became more of an enthusiast type of thing. But mm-hmm. then it slowly made its way into the mainstream. That's how any innovative technology like worth its salt has started where it was kind of just a small like, eh, this is fun. And then, oh, this has great applications. Oh, we can like, oh, well, you don't need a computer. You're not running an accountant. And then it's like nowadays it's like, oh, you don't know how to use a computer. Like almost every <laughs> job requires it now. So it's something that the innovation is going to catch up and become mainstream, I imagine, at some point. So helping it along its the way is really just a benefit to everyone, regardless if you're in crypto, you're not in crypto, you're in Cardano, you're not. This is how things are going to start moving in this direction. So, uh, you know, something that we took away from the Cardano Summit that we really liked was somebody said, in the future, there's going to be blockchain-enabled companies and non-blockchain-enabled companies. And the blockchain-enabled companies will always win. So I think that's kind of our mission is, is to help as many companies become uh, blockchain-enabled companies as possible. Nice. No, I can see that. Similar to kind of how the internet revolutionized business as well. It may take a little while, but I, I can oh, yeah. see things going in that direction for sure. Um, This has been super informative. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to chat today. But before we go... How can people get involved with what you're doing or how can listeners or viewers best support you and your team? Yeah. I mean, really, if you, first off, if you're a business owner and you're interested in adopting smart contract talk technology for your business, hit us up. Um, we'll, our email is hi at clearcontracts.io. That's a good place to reach us. We'll be looking at that. We have a LinkedIn, we have a Twitter, um, and we have a Discord. So the LinkedIn and Twitter, the ads are clear contracts, the Discord. We're trying to make a cool community of people who like to talk about smart contracts, these cases for smart contracts, you know, where they really anything about blockchain as well. Just a cool community of, of thinkers. Um, and yeah, I don't know, Justin, is there any other ways to get in touch? <laughs> the easiest way to reach out to us is to email us at hi at clearcontracts.io. So of course, we will have those links down in the description below. So if you're wanting to get in contact with them, that'll be there. Their website, the Discord, all the information will be down below. Again, thank you guys so much for coming on. It was, I learned a lot. I hope that everyone else was able to learn a lot. And I hope to see you guys grow significantly in the future. Awesome. Well, thank Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cardano Convo podcast. If you want an easy way to help us out, make sure to share this podcast. That way we can grow and create a better podcast for you guys. Also leave us a five-star review. And if you had feedback on today's episode, tweet us at Cardano Convo. Send your emails to cardanoconvo at gmail.com or join the Cardano Convo Discord server and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Also make sure to check out our new podcast website on crypto-loops.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsors. First are our Patreons over on the Cardano Convo Patreon page. Their direct contributions help to make this podcast possible. By becoming a Patreon, you gain amazing benefits such as access to polls to help decide the content of upcoming episodes, early access to videos, roles and benefits within the Discord server, and so much more. Our second sponsor is Loops Pool. If you want to help out the podcast and are looking for a Cardano stake pool to delegate your ADA to, then think about delegating with Loops Pool. That's Loops, L-O-O-P-S. 
Again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Cardano Convo.